You are listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From October 20th, 2019 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida, the text is Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. And in that city there was a widow who kept coming to him, saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce you to the Optimist Pram. The Optimus Pram is one of the most uh, popular boats in the world. There are 150,000 of these registered and several more being used that aren't registered. Worldwide, the Optimus Pram is used. You know where it was invented? Right here in Clearwater. And not only that, but there's a deeper connection even to our church. If you go into our narthex, there's a plaque on the wall with the names of the 17 men and women who founded Chapel by the Sea. And one of those names is the name Clifford McKay, one of our founding fathers and also the biological father of our own Anne Garris. Major McKay was a part of the Clearwater Optimist Club, And he had this idea, hey, what if we could build a little boat so that children could learn to sail kind of at low cost, minimal cost. And so the Optimist Pram was born. That was 1947. Now, I have had two lessons on the Optimist Pram, so I'm pretty much an expert sailor. If by expert sailor, it means you can take a boat out and you can't get it back and you have to have a motorboat come pull you back, that's, that's the kind of expertise I have as a, as a sailor. But I have sailed enough two times to know the frustration of being on a sailboat when there's no wind. It's hard to sail when there's no wind. It's a frustrating thing. Now, real sailors know about a place called the Intertropical Convergence Zone. They call it the ITCZ, or some of the sailors call it the itch. And the itch is about five degrees north of the equator and five degrees south, and what happens are the southern winds and the northern winds converge, and there at the equator, it's hot, right? And so the air becomes warm and moist where those two winds converge, forcing the air upwards, 
like a hot air balloon, which means that there's little surface wind at the itch. Vessels, sailing vessels, can get stuck there for weeks when that happens. Sailors often call it the doldrums. The doldrums, that place where nothing much happens. Well, today, in the scripture lesson, if you read between the lines, you get a sense that the disciples are experiencing the spiritual doldrums. Why else would Jesus come to them, needing, feeling compelled to tell them a story to help boost them up in their prayer life so that they, quoting the scripture, so that they don't lose heart? And so he, he, he tells them this story to kind of lift them. They're apparently, if you read between the lines, they're giving up on prayer. They're feeling like it doesn't matter, like their prayers don't go anywhere, like they pray and they pray and nothing much happens. You ever felt like that? I know I have. I've certainly felt like my prayer life at times, I've prayed and I've prayed and nothing much happens and I grow frustrated, grow weary, And at best, it is frustrating, and at worst, it's tempting to just lose your faith altogether. It's the spiritual doldrums, that spiritual place where nothing much happens. The spiritual doldrums, there are some symptoms to being in that state. Symptoms may look like giving up on prayer or not feeling much like going to church or reading the Bible or any spiritual works or growing weary of all those acts of service, those good deeds. What does it even matter? Symptoms of the spiritual doldrums. Across the course of my ministry, I've counseled a number of people who have come to me and and said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to live a faithful life, but, you know, I'm just not feeling God's presence in my life. I just, I don't feel it. And in the gentlest, nicest way, I'll often say to them, it's not about you. It's not about you and your subjective feelings, feelings, emotions. They come and they go and they're up and they're down and they're rarely good indicators of what God is doing behind the scenes. Feelings come and go. So what matters isn't our feelings. What matters is our faithfulness. And when it comes to faithfulness in the life of prayer, Faith without prayer is like a sailboat without a sail. You can't catch the wind if you don't hoist the sail. And so Jesus tells his disciples a story to boost them up. And the story went something like this. Well, there's a rotten judge. He didn't like God. He didn't like people. He was a rotten judge. And there was a persistent widow who kept coming back to the judge over and over again, asking for justice. And the widow, after coming over and over and over again, wore down the rotten judge so that the rotten judge finally relented and gave the widow the justice that she sought. Jesus sets the rotten judge in contrast to a loving God 
And if this rotten judge is eventually willing to give the widow what she wanted, how much more will a loving God respond to the prayers of a faithful people? Sometimes, on occasion, I'll come into this sanctuary when no one else is here, maybe just the staff, and they're actually working. <laughs> you caught that, didn't you? Uh, I'll come in here, and I love it when the first light is rising in the east and coming through those stained glass windows, and there's a kaleidoscope of colors. You can kind of see it here on this wall. You can kind of see it. There's a pew right over here, I think. Somebody's hair, the Jane's hair. And the colors are, are glorious. And, and I love coming in here at that time of the day. And I'll sit in different places in the sanctuary. And I'll think about the people who sit there. Because the good Lord knows you're creatures of habit and you sit in the same place every Sunday. <laughs> I'll sit there and I'll, I'll think about the people who sit there. I'll think about you. And I'll wonder if there's anything that God might have me say to encourage or challenge or uplift you. And sometimes I'll think, well, I wonder what keeps them coming back Sunday after Sunday because the good Lord knows it's not the preaching. It's maybe the choir, but it's not the preaching. And what keeps people coming back? And I, I imagine that there are several different reasons and maybe a combination of reasons. People have their different reasons. Some come out of tradition. It's habit. It's duty. They come because it's what they've always done on Sunday mornings. That's okay. Some people come because it's Sunday mornings is kind of an anchor in a, in a hectic, stressful week. And Sunday's kind of their anchor, breaks up routine. Some people come because they're seeking community or because they love the community and they want to be with their friends and be a part of the community, the wonderful community we have here. Some people come maybe hoping for some wisdom or inspiration, some joy, some comfort. Some people come because they feel called to use their gifts and talents in this place and with this people. They have something to offer, and this is a great place to offer your gifts and talents. People come for a variety of reasons, and there's no bad reason. There's only good reasons. And let's face it, some Sunday mornings, you might not feel it. Some Sunday mornings, you kind of feel like maybe I'll just It'd be easier to stay in my pajamas and watch Meet the Press or something. <laughs> just easier to stay at home. Some Sundays you just don't feel it. That's why church attendance, just like prayer, just like reading the Bible, just like acts of service, these are all spiritual disciplines. Why do we call it a discipline? Because it's not always fun. Disciplines like diet and exercise, not always fun. Disciplines like biting your tongue, you ever get a tongue bleed because you, you just, you're biting your tongue so hard? Disciplines like uh, going to school, getting a degree, climbing the corporate ladder, things that require discipline. You're working towards something. It's not always fun. That's true in the spiritual life as well. That's why we call them spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines, all of them, are like being in a boat and keeping the sail raised so that when the wind blows, you can catch it. It's the life of faith, positioning yourself for the movement of God in your life. That's spiritual discipline. The word in Greek that we translate into English as wind, it's in the New Testament. 
It can be translated as wind or breath or spirit. Up to the translator, wind or breath or spirit, the word is pneuma. It's kind of the same in the Hebrew uh, Old Testament, ruach, pneuma, wind, breath or spirit. It's all the same word. In the life of faith, if you want to catch the wind, the Spirit of God, and the power that comes with it, if you want to catch the wind, you've got to hoist the sail. So the invitation today is simple. The invitation is simply to hoist your sail of prayer and other spiritual disciplines. Hoist the sail so that, number one, you can catch the wind of God's Spirit, so that, number two, you can harness the power of God's Spirit, so that, number three, you can progress in the life of faith. Catch the wind, harness the power, move along in faith. So friends, hoist the sail. You can't control the wind. You'll never be able to control the wind. Good luck trying. You can't control the wind, but you can hoist your sail. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.